Welcome to episode 212 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, I'm just going to say better than most, not as good as some for right now. Fair enough. How about you? Uh, quite well, actually. Good. You know, no, yeah. com- no complaints. And actually, 140 episodes, that's all you actually did say. Yeah, so That was your true. catchphrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proven on one of your glasses. Yeah, and I, I'm just like in one of those like first world problem funk kind of things. And I, if I said anything, it would, you know, I'm, I'm at least I'm in a I'm in a state of mind where I know if I said anything, it'd just be bitching and nobody wants to hear that. Well, that's all I ever do on this pod is bitch. So. <laughs> all right. So, hey, we got something special today. Uh, instead of the, the three beers that we're go- that we would typically taste, we've got a case called Stone Brewing's 12 Days of IPAs, and they're 12 different IPAs from Stone Brewing. So Mike had a great idea. He's like, why don't each of us reach in, grab one, uh, uh, un- sight unseen, see what it is. I mean, obviously at that point, we'll see what it is, open it, we'll taste it during our segment, and then... Um, towards the end, we'll rate it like we normally do, but we're going to leave a little bit in the bottom of each one's bottle and then we'll switch bottles, right? Yep. And see who pulled the better beer and see who pulled the better beer. Right. And we can, you know, depending on what each person rates their beer, the other person can call bullshit if, right. If, if need be. Exactly. All right. So All right. we're actually going to taste, we're going to rate six beers, but in the same three segment format. Yeah. So exactly. All right. All right. Ready? Yep. I'm going first. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get the, let me get those out of the way first. There you go. Don't look on the first one I touched. I'm going this one. Mine is the Neverending Haze IPA. And naturally I probably pulled the only 4% in the fucking <laughs> bottle. No, there's two in there. Is there two? There's right. two in there. All right. All right. So the Neverending Haze. Now I know what's in there because I wanted to at least get the specifics uh, of what we pulled, and then I'll we'll check Untapped when we go to rate it to see what the Untapped crowd rates them at. But uh, let me—that's uh, a four percenter. I thought I saw one more that was a that was a a four percenter, but I'm not. Oh yeah, there we go. Well, there's one more in there called the Stone Go-To IPA. It's a session. It's a 4.7. So if uh, we'll see if you end up grabbing that one or not. But uh, I got the just the general Stone IPA. So the one you got, the Never Ending, 4.0, 35 IBUs. And this one, the flagship Stone IPA, uh, American style, 9.6%. Uh, 71 IBUs. All right. Well, I got the short end of the stick on that one. But that's the luck of the draw, right, Dave? That's right. At, at the end of that. Yeah, we'll your sweat. football picks might be, I mean, it might be a good tasting beer, but. Um, and Fish, if you're listening, Mike said you're listening again. So I've got the uh, the sometime loyal listener, Fishman at Fishman8. Nine. Not at Fishman Eight. Yeah. At Fishman so, Eight. Nine. Eight or nine. One of the two. But he's not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> he's anyway. not okay. So I got my uh, flights football and anything else uh, pint glass. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm, good notes on this one. 
Real good flavor. Yeah. It's, it's got really some good, good IPA IPA bite. Mm-hmm. And a little, I don't know, I got a little New England-y. Like it's got a nice little pop to it. Citrusy pop. We, we abuse the same, but this really would be your IPA to mow the lawn. Mow the lawn with? It's very smooth. And just, you know, enough IPA that you know you're drinking an IPA. Right. I was, I'm an episode behind on ours. So I'm finally, I'm, I got about 20 minutes left of episode. This is 212. 210? 210. Okay. Because Cornette, all he did was release like three omnibuses for uh, the Jim Cornette experience and the drive through because... They're off, so they just—they're like six-hour pods. But all it is is just clips of the past year, and I've pretty much listened to all of them. So I'm like, I'm not listening again, right? So, and then I did—I'm—I'm I'm trying to beat my old CD here because uh, New Heights came out with a pod on the Friday, last Friday. It was their Christmas episode. They had their family. The mom was on. The dad was on. I—I I don't think Taylor Swift was on, but Jason's wife was on it but i didn't get to that and i actually listened to wednesdays so i skipped over an episode and the same with uh click this i listened to the most recent one but i have not listened to their christmas one gotcha so i'm going to try to just move on without having to feel necessary to go back you think new heights is waiting like travis is telling taylor hey look you know i'd love to have you on the pod but at at that point where you know, the pod starts to go through its phases of it's on its kind of its downward trend or something like that. Then we'll kick you on the pod and, you know, listenership will quadruple. Because then all the, then more of the, I would imagine more of the hardcore Swifties would start listening if they're not listening already. Right. Um, that's the number one. I think they got a ways to go before. Uh, they the do. They do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Still, and still at the, a cash at the cow. rate they're playing football. It's a good thing they got something to fall back on. <laughs> right? So. All right. Uh, I'll go. You want me to go through mine? Yeah, go I, ahead. I, I, uh, I only have two. Yeah. Well, I'll just say this. The Monarch for All Mankind on Apple TV Plus, they're still going strong. They still have me thoroughly engaged. I'm waiting for every. It's kind of like every time I turn it on to watch an episode, I'm wishing like, man, I wish I kind of like you, your method, yeah. wait for the whole thing to yeah. be done. And then you could plow through them. And then Fargo, Shelly and I watched. Two, that comes out Tuesday nights on FX slash Hulu. So we watched it last night, the latest episode. And that's that's just getting messier, literally and figuratively. It's classic Fargo, and it's awesome. All right. So highly recommend. And that would be one I think I'll wait till it plays out, and then I'll just rip through it. Yeah. So So that's season five. Yeah, John Hamm's character is he's he's good. He, he, this this really gives him some range. Um yeah. playing a really dark kind of messed a, up character. Season 3 of The Morning Show, it, well as much as you can in the TV industry be a villain. Yeah. He's actually a villain. Oh, he's a in, he is a dark dark villain in this in Fargo uh, uh, season 5. So remember the um fuck a while ago when he was doing the commercial for Apple and he was 
making fun. It's like, well, hey, Apple, how can you know, you know, this oh, yeah. person, this person, this person. So and now they finally got him on one. But <laughs> I know of- I know Hulu isn't Apple, but right. Um, well, morning show is Apple, isn't yes. it? Apple Plus, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you got? Uh, two. Liz and I today's Thursday, Tuesday night. We started watching. We watched three episodes Tuesday, three episode Wednesday. We have seven and eight to go. Netflix. It's called Fool Me Once. Why have I thought I've heard of that? It huh. it, it should like if you get on uh, Netflix, it should be right on it because it's new. It's new, and it's it's not dubbed, but it's in English, I think, because they they talk with accents, but it's not sure. dubbed, and there's no subtitles, but lot going on so you got to pay attention okay but the first six six episodes are very good and i still don't know i've got my finger on one of the characters that i think you know but i think but it almost the character i'm going after almost seems like it's too obvious it would be him this is on netflix you said yes i saw an ad i saw the ad for this somewhere yeah maybe on netflix well maybe but i haven't i don't remember when the last time I was on Netflix, I mean, very well could have been obviously, but, um, that might've been an ad somewhere else. I think I've, I think I've seen the ad for this. Yeah. And I was interested in it. All right. Yeah. It's, it is very good. Like I said, we have two to go. Uh, probably won't get to it till Saturday. Cause tonight the pod and then tomorrow we have our granddaughter over because Justin and Kelsey are getting away before they go back to work after their little hiatus for the baby. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing I watched, we were on YouTube. The listeners would see the double thumbs up, 57 minutes. It's from a theater in Washington. Uh, it's got a 2023 date on it, so I don't know when it was filmed. But it, I hadn't seen it, but Dave Chappelle, the dreamer. Ah. Fucking hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Okay. And just the only disclaimer, if you're woke – or politically correct. Okay, th- I probably wouldn't watch it if I were you. And as fifty-year-old uh, white guys with jobs, we have to protect. I can't even repeat anything that he says. But well, I will say this: split I, I, side-splitting funny. I thought I heard a soundbite from that, and it was that the one where the, at the one point he was talking about. He he used the Jim Carrey example when he met Jim Carrey yes. for the first time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and I don't know what, because he just recently had it, and I'm like, I'm like 2023, and I'm saying to myself, well, it's 2024, but it's only because this was yesterday. So I mean, 2024 is only three days old. I can't expect anything from 2024 to be out. Right. And then I'm like, but the backdrop doesn't look familiar because he just did a Netflix special. That I did see, but it definitely wasn't this one. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, it's amazing. I, how, I mean, I heard the sound bite yeah. and I was like, oof, okay, well, that's funny, but yeah, because he met Jim Carrey when Jim Carrey was doing the uh, uh, if you believe the man on the moon, yeah, man on yeah. the moon, yeah, so Andy Kaufman story, yeah, there it is, yeah, Andy yeah, Kaufman, yeah, yeah, um. So, yeah. which was weird. I thought it was weird that uh, Jim Carrey had to be addressed as Andy. Andy. Oh yeah, he got yeah, really so. like they were a little worried about him. I remember seeing something after that. I don't know if the making of Andy Kaufman. I think is actually a little documentary. Yeah. 
And yeah, a lot of people were concerned because he was, he was, uh, what do they call that? It's not, uh, uh, method acting, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like getting so far into the role. I mean, everybody had to call him Andy and he was pretty much wearing Andy type clothes, you know, day in and day out. And yeah. The one thing I was baffled about, and this is, it's kind of a spoiler, but it's not a spoiler. It certainly looked like an indoor venue because he, he came back here because that was one of his first shows that he did was at this place. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it's in uh, uh, Maryland, but it's called the Washington Th- Theater or something. But okay. anyway, and it certainly looked like a clo- indoor venue. Yeah. But for his last story of the hour special, he said, this, this is kind of a long story. Hopefully you guys bear with me. But here, just give me a second. I got to get a cigarette. And he fucking literally smokes on stage. I didn't think you could smoke in buildings. Well, I, I guess mean, unless if you're Dave Chappelle. Like if you're Dave Chappelle and you're doing the show, you probably do what you want. I don't, not in this goofy day and age that we're living <laughs> in with so many fire rules. That's why I don't Maybe it was an open venue. I don't know. How many, how like many comedians, venue. actors, anybody in the public eye are talking about and saying the things that he's saying in the way that he's saying them? I mean, he's kind of a unicorn in that yeah. way. So to, well, yeah, to light up fact, a c- like he, cigarette. Because the first time he was there, his girlfriend, who is now his wife, was pregnant with their son. And I can't even repeat the relationship he has with his son right now that he says. Oh. I mean, he says it, but I can't, I can't even say that. But if, like I say, if you're not woke, you're not politically correct, and you have Netflix, you got to watch Dave Chappelle, The Dreamer. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Let's see. We got anything inside the ropes? Yes, we certainly do. All right. And including uh, a teaser, but I'm going to first do AEW. All right. So last Saturday, they had their World's End pay-per-view. I gave my picks. And... There were a lot of picks that I gave because there were a lot of matches, and there were even more matches that were added after we did our podcast, and some changed. But, like, for instance... You had a whole page full of matches. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and in a zero hour, Willow Nightingale defeated Chris Statlander, which I think is a mistake because Chris Statlander is almost like Rhea Ripley light. Yeah. And uh, Willow Nightingale sucks. Okay. But the fans like her. So they put the strap on her. And then there was a 20-man battle royal for the right to fight for the one of the 3,000 belts on wait, AEW. Wait a minute. 20-man? Yeah. There were 20 guys in the ring yeah. or around the ring? Yeah. Which is, <laughs> so they wanted to get a step on WWE's Royal Rumble. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Killswitch, formerly Luchasaurus, won that. So he'll get what I think it was for the... Which will exp- that's why that will explain why because I think it was for Christian Cage's belt, and Christian Cage lost to Adam Copeland, so right. that was one of my losses. And then, like for instance, uh, I had Swerve over Keith Lee, but he ended up fighting Dustin Rhodes because Keith Lee wasn't medically cleared to wrestle, so Swerve beat Dustin Rhodes. So I'm going to take the win for that because the Miro versus uh, El El. Alejandro. Whatever. I, I always screw up his name. I picked Idolo, but Miro won. But little did I know, Idolo, his contract was up, so he's no longer with AEW. Oh. So obviously he wasn't going to win the match. No. 
But uh, I was four and four. Julia Hart did win. Tony Storm did win. I lost. But the one, my biggest loss that I can't believe was uh, MJF. This this champion belt is on Samoa Joe. And the devil was revealed. And Eric didn't really like the reveal. I didn't have as much of a problem with it because I wasn't expecting it. And I told Eric we'd get him on before the Royal Rumble so we could discuss that at length and then maybe touch back on this. But the devil ended up being Adam Cole, who was buddy-buddy with MJF. So MJF, you know, exposed his feelings, and, oh, you know, this is great, this is great, you know, I'm a friend, you know, blah, 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 There's blah. There's no feelings and in then wrestling. His, and, then his, and then his best friend turned on him with Wardlow, um, yeah. Roderick Strong in the kingdom, Taven and Bennett. Right. And uh, so those are the devil and the henchmen. So, and then there was an episode of Dynamite last night that I've got on DVR, but I didn't get a chance to watch it today. So, and more on that in a second, because the only thing on WWE, uh, on day one, they took the strap off somebody on that, and I've already forgot it. It was a women's match. Wasn't Rhea Ripley, obviously. Come on. I I wouldn't be here if if it was. Because she did win her match. But a belt didn't change hands, I thought. You had, I I remember last week, you said, if if so-and-so loses to so-and-so, I might be done watching wrestling. That was Rhea Ripley versus Ivy Nile. All right. And Rhea put her over a little bit, but eventually got the win. So, but the big story, they had kind of teased that former WWE champion set to make his in-ring return. So at the 10 o'clock hour, in comes Jinder Mahal, the modern day Mahara. And he has, and he's gone on a talk. He's bad mouthing Americans and yeah, this didn't, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And he was a champion. So I'm thinking, well, oh, geez, they tease that. That's kind of fucking lame. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I guess he is a champion. So they didn't lie. And then all of a sudden, ah, uh, rocks music hits. <laughs> and he come, I mean, and they, much like CM Punk, when he came out at Survivor Series, I mean, they blew the roof off the place. Yeah. So he comes out and does his rock stuff. Mahal, you know, after three or four minutes of verbal jousting, pretty good promo, whatever. Mahal jumps him. Then obviously Rock stop, you know, stops him and starts to come back, throws him out of the ring, blah, 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 blah. And it was then he cut the end promo. He said, all right, one more thing before I leave San Diego. He said, Rock's going to go out to dinner. Should Rock sit at a table or a booth? Or should Rock sit at a booth? Yeah, Rock likes a booth. What about should Rock sit at the bar? Yeah, Rock likes to sit at the bar. And then right when he said that, I knew what he was saying. He was referring to the head of the table, which is Roman Reigns' spot. He said, but The Rock is going to sit at the head of the table and then drop the mic and walked out, which I'm really confused now because who, how many fucking people is Roman Reigns going to have to wrestle? Because cause who is CM Punk? Okay, CM Punk, Seth Rollins. Okay, I, that makes sense, I guess. So then is Cody just out of everything altogether? And I... If Rock isn't back full time in my in Mike's fantasy booking, yeah, 
Rock can't beat Roman Reigns. Because how do you, the guy who's been the champ for a thousand days and he's wrestled like once. Right. But how do you beat him with a guy that, you know, may disappear, you know, for the XFL or UFL or whatever This whole time you're talking about Rock making an appearance. He made an appearance this last weekend, you know, pumping the USFL and XFL. Yeah. So he's got that. And then you know he's going to be in another movie. Yeah. And um, so it'd be interesting to see where that goes. And then, so I'm playing around as you're setting up to record 212. I'm looking over my notes. And then I'm interested to see who it is, it, but I haven't clicked it or I haven't read the article because I haven't seen the show and I don't want any spoilers. And the other reason I was apprehensive about clicking it is because all these things, when you go to Google to search shit, you'll see a bunch of articles and they're all clickbait stuff, oh, yeah. so, you know, but it says the rock returned Monday and AEW said, hold my beer. Fans go nuts as WWE legend announces his collision debut. So I'm guessing a WWE person was on Dynamite last night and is going to wrestle Saturday night on collision. And so here's my prediction. When they say WWE legend, the clickbait part of it, and if I'm right, Scout's honor, even though I never was a scout, I didn't hear anything, didn't see anything. My guess is it's going to be Matt Riddle. And to call him a WWE legend wow. would be stretching the truth a little bit. <laughs> but And I haven't, like, I, I clearly I haven't been following it like you have, but when you said Matt Little. Riddle. Exactly. Riddle. There you go. That, that little voice in my head is, did you say Little or Riddle? Who is that? Who, he, the, he actually was that? in the MMA. Who's and that his gimmick, he was actually... Uh, Bro and Randy Orton, they, him and Randy Orton were a tag team partner before he got bust. Before Orton got hurt and Riddle got busted for weed. Oh, all right. And he's just as known for having relationship with porn stars. Okay, so, but I'm gonna. I'll be interested to see if I'm right on that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um. Okay. But yeah, so that's inside the rope, and then we do have. Uh, Royal Rumble coming up like January 28th or something like that. But uh, other than that, I think that's about it. You know, it was a, you know, we had New Year's shit going on. And sure. You hosted so, a really nice party. Well, thanks. Yeah. Liz did all the work. I didn't do anything. Sure. So. You're still, oh, what, still your house. You hosted. Speaking of that. Yeah. So we, thanks, had, we had about, I wish I could figure out the math. And yes, I know ABVs are key. Mm-hmm. All right, let's say the pod. Now, even though we release two-hour episodes, yeah, you know, it's generally a four-hour night. You know, by the time we start, edit stuff, finish, shoot the shit, yep. four hours, give or take. Polish off a bag of chips. In those four hours, we have the three tastings. I may have, and this varies, obviously. Yeah. I may have one or two before, and then one in between, and then one in between, so that's what, three, four, five, seven beers. Right. Over four hours. Correct. And there are sometimes, episode 209, perfect example, sometimes I don't even know my own name by the end of the four hours. Yes, it's only a two-hour recording, but it's four hours of drinking. Yes. Went over to Fish's house, and now, should I have been driving? 
No, but that's why I had Nick drop me off and Liz pick me up. Right. Because I knew. Right. But I was over there seven and a half hours. Um, got over there at 1215, got something to eat, put a good base in there, and yep. then sat down at the card table, drank and played cards and ate garbage. Very good garbage. It was all good tasting stuff. Matt McRae's uh, wife, Sean, oh, makes yeah. good sausage bread. Yep. Liz made some pretty kick-ass sliders. Uh, a couple other guys brought wings from either Kroger or Walmart that were pretty tasty. Kroger actually had some pretty fucking spicy wings. They were good. The Walmart wings. So anyway, lot, just all shit junk food. But Right. And and then we did that till the end of the Rose Bowl. Then I text Liz, hey, whenever you're ready, just text when you get here. And again, I shouldn't have been driving, but I wasn't. Yeah. 23 beers later you wouldn't even have really known I was drinking. Now, I'm sure Liz could tell I was drinking. Fuck, I just drank 23 beers. Right. But how do you, you and it was Miller Lite, I had no IPAs, no nothing. Yeah. But still, 23 beers, I mean, it's not like Miller Lite is not elk. The only explanation I can give you is that with the stuff that we drink typically or that you've been drinking with an, you know, with an alcohol level or uh, an ABV of, six right minimum right right and you just came off of new year's eve right which um we all shared a 17.3 percenter and there was some 11 percenters in there and some so i you know your body might be used to like you know as far as as far as your whatever system in your body gets rid of the alcohol you know, you're, you're all the, yeah. those particular organs. They're probably used to like, oh shit, here we yeah, go. Like, okay, okay, we he's, okay. He's drinking water tonight. Yeah. Right, we can, pretty we much can like, it. yeah, it's just all like, right. or, you know, it's, it's just getting, it's used yeah. to getting rid of it and can get rid of it that fast. Probably right. as, as soon as it hit your stomach, it was half the alcohol was gone. Right. But I just thought it was funny. Cause like, you know, cause I was fucking you drank 23 beers, a I, case of beer. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't drink the full case is because I drank one of those Miller lights at, on new year's Eve. Oh, gotcha. So, there, so <laughs> it was, I only had, I wasn't, you know, I only had 23 to bring, but right. I drank all 23 yeah. and new year's Eve. Now yeah. new year's Eve was only, that, that was a four hour window, four, four and a half hours, just yeah. like the pod. Right. But, and I bet you 12 ounce being a beer. Yeah. I bet you New Year's Eve, I didn't have seven beers, and I was fucking hammered New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So if you would have, instead of taking that case of Miller Lite, let's say you took a six-pack of Two-Hearted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have won the $24.50 <laughs> I won playing cards. I'd have lost all of it right away because I'd have played stupidly. Yeah. Which you might say $24.50, that's not much, but... The last three years, I've lost seventy five dollars quicker than you can snap your fingers. So twenty winning twenty four fifty is almost like hitting the lotto. There you go. And plus eight hours with friends and bullshit oh, and yeah. laughing and joking. Uh, right. Uh, thanks for the Mike Ditka book, by the way, Tim. Maybe he's he's so far behind on the pod. Maybe that's why he didn't show up to fish his house because he's typically there. Yeah, he I brings, remember him he saying beer, that. Yep. He brings a case of beer, drinks three or. Four or five of them, then drives home, and then that's he doesn't bring any food, but he leaves basically the remainder of his case for us to drink as right as what he's bringing. <laughs> right, but and he's been there the last few years, but he wasn't there this year. So, yeah. but thanks for the Mike Ditka book, Tim, because you know how much I love to read. So, <laughs> well, he just knows I, I, you'd I, I, like to stare at Mike yeah. Ditka. Yeah, you know what I mean, just maybe think about some pictures of Jim McMahon in there. So yeah. I saw one of Jimbo yeah. Covert. But you, um, I, well, the first thing I saw the book is I remember the old uh, SNL skit. Oh, Ditka. Ditka or Godzilla. Yeah. We uh, were in the Indianapolis 500. 
Ditka in a school bus or Mario Andretti? Ditka. Ditka. Um, all right. Here we go. Are, are we rating? Let's rate and then switch. All right. I left. I didn't leave you as much as you left me, but that's fine. Um, well, I, gonna, I knew you were first because you're the host. Yeah. So you rate your beer first. But let me write mine first. All right. So stone. All right. American. Okay. So I'm going to tell you my rating. Yep. And then I'll tell you mine and then we'll switch and then we'll. All right. All right. 3.85. All right. You went 3.85. I'll write down your beer. I went 3.01 on the never ending haze simply because I I thought it was better than a three, but not drastically better. So I went Mm 3.01. Very drinkable. Decent flavor, but certainly you notice the lack of alcohol. Okay. But it, actually, as far as beers, the beers that we drink go, that was yeah borderline refreshing. Yeah, and it actually has a very, the, the label and everything, you'd feel pretty good about having that in your hand in the summer too because it's got that. All right, know, so let's all right, there you switch go. the bottles there. And like I said, I didn't leave you as much. But, but I knew I left you a little more because I knew you were going to like that. Yeah, see, the, I mean, this is, they're just two totally different beers. Mm-hmm. This, you can definitely taste, I think it, you said it was 65 IBUs. Oh, yeah. And it was, um, it's a IPA. I mean, yeah. this is, and that, they skimped on it because of the lower alcohol. Yeah. I, I would rate this, so I'm going to say you won the battle of round one. I don't know if I would go quite 3.85, but okay. definitely over... Three seven or whatever, and I'm not. I'm not. I don't think we'll rate. So what? Whose beer did you like better, mine or yours? Mine. Uh, so did I. Yeah. And like I said, I would probably go in the three six to three eight range on yours. Am I too low or too high with my? No, three? I think you're right there at three And if it didn't have the IPA flavor, like you said, it would have been quite a bit lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but there were just enough of the yep. tease of the IPA. All right, let me see what the untapped crowd said. And let's see, going into here. Uh, okay, first one I'm coming across, Stone Never Ending Hazy IPA, 4.035 reviews. Okay, 81,000 check-ins. Wow. No, that you haven't, you haven't seen WoW yet. Uh, 81,000 check-ins, and that's uh, 3.60. All right, I think that's a bit high, but hey, teach his own. Right. Now yours is just the Stone IPA, right? Yep, the Stone IPA, uh, standard American style. Uh, again, uh, 6.9%, 71. Oh, no, this is 71 IBUs. 71 IBUs. Okay, so this one, 434.1 thousand check-ins. Almost half a million, half a million check-ins. 3.75. So right in between what you said and I said. And I think we may need to get you, when we're editing, or mm-hmm. one of the listeners can correct it Yeah, when we're editing, as if I do anything for the editing. When you're editing or when one of the listeners, I think we might have to get you in for potential dyslexia. Really? Because I know you said this was a nine percenter mm. in the early going. And there, unless I hear dyslexia. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. 6.9%. Right, because I saw that on the bottom and I'm thinking yeah. to myself, I know he told me it was a 9.6 or a 9%. So yeah. when we're editing, maybe take okay. a, we'll, All right. we'll do a listen <laughs> okay. back. Maybe I hear in, in dyslexia. <laughs> maybe I have dyslexic hearing. <laughs> or maybe you didn't want to say 6.9 because you knew where I'd go with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you can't get wrong, Mike? What's that, Dave? Going to the Maple Grill. So Tuesday, Shelly and I went out to the grill and we got the buffalo chicken yeah buffalo chicken dip starter and then uh the jalapeno cheddar brat burger unbelievable delicious uh i got the hemlock haze ipa and that was that's a 6.4 but don was there remember don yep. from the and uh he had something that they had just gotten out of the barrel and it's called the bourbon barrel birkin bronze so what they did is they took their Birkin Bronze Scotch Ale and they put it in a journeyman distillery bourbon barrel for one year. And I tell you what, I think you would like this because sometimes with the bourbon barrels, it's that bourbon, you know, it's the, it's on the finish, right. you know, that, you know, this didn't have that. It had the, the oak barrel flavor on top of the Scotch Ale, but it didn't have the bourbon bite at the end. Really interesting. Very one of the very few beers that I've had like that. So, if anybody wants anything like this, this deliciousness and the eighteen taps of craft beers and ciders, go to one three one zero five Gratiot Road in Hemlock. But before you go, make sure you go to the website, see what they've got on the menu, see what they've got on tap because everything is fresh, everything is local. Go to the Maple Grill, the Maple Grill, G R I L L E dot net. Check it out. And then when you get there, tell them Mike and Dave sent you. That's exactly correct. All right. On to this next tasting. All right. So, so lid is up. Lid is up. Get the crap out of it. Get the ice out of the way. I'm going to go six. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. All right. Here we go. What do you got? I've got Stone's Delicious IPA. All right. Now, they've got three of them in this pack, so I don't know which one you got. I've got the 7.7 one. All right. So there was a delicious 7.7. So you got the Citra. So the delicious Citra IPA, 7.7 and 75 IBUs. All right. And I've got the hazy IPA. And the hazy... Uh, not the never-ending haze. Looking at the list here. Uh, oh, there it is. So this is a NEPA. So it's a New England IPA hazy, 6.7%, 35 IBUs. So Dave got the NEPA, and Mike got the, what do we say, the Citra Delicious? Yeah, the Delicious Citra. The Stone Gargoyle, our loyal guardian and your symbol of quality. And we're both going out of the Storm Cloud. Storm Cloud glasses from Saug... Saug no, not Saugatuck. What am I talking about? That's from Frankfurt. Yeah. Stormcloud Brewing in Frankfort, Michigan. This is from loyal listener Josh Windy. That's what I thought Josh got us. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably. 
Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yep, fairly New Englandy. Mine's fair, uh, similar to the never-ending haze, but you can easily get that 3.7 extra on the alcohol because gotcha. it's a, a little, little fuller, if you will. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. Started off. Uh, I, you know, you know who else is listening to the pod lately, Dave? Who's that? It's got to be Mister Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. This past week, since our last pod, the Caps played four games. They're only one and three in those games. Uh, but uh, Ovi potted his seventh and eighth goals, seventh and eighth goals of the season, and then Wednesday the third, he had two assists. So for the week, he had two goals, two assists. Uh, the first goal was versus Nash- Nashville in the three-two shootout loss, and then. The day after New Year's at Pittsburgh, they beat the Penguins 4-3, and he had a goal. So since our last pod, two goals, eight for the year, 830 for the, his career, 64 to tie, or, and 65 to become numero uno. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's well, limp, he's it, limping it, that in yeah, that direction. I mean, he, he, the last two pods, he's got three goals, which is – Three out of eight. What percentage is that? Sixty-ish. Yeah. No. No. Thirty-ish. Three-eight. Yeah. Thirty-ish. Yeah. So thirty-some percent of his goals have been in the last two pods. But again, I, I'm, at, I'm at this point. I'm going no. Yeah. So I mean, I, still no. Yeah. Right. All right. So unless what's the what's the stuff that uh, Frank Thomas and um, Doug Flutie are pushing. Nutri- Nutrigenics, yeah. Nutrigenics or something. Maybe he gets into some right. Nutrigenics. And, and, and he if plays he does, forever. I mean, if he plays forever, I mean, I mean he's going to yeah. get it. But And you know what? If he doesn't get the goal, at least she'll like it. Exactly. <laughs> um, yes. Where's the... Where's the yeah, yeah, it's never, too late. Yeah, it's too late. Too late now. for the rim shot. All right. All right. Uh, NCAA bowl games. Florida State mailed it in. Got obliterated by Georgia. Georgia beat their own record of... Largest victory in bowl games. Um, more on that in segment three, though, so we're going to move on. And here's one for you, Dave. Yeah. And it's funny. I must have done a lot of research mm-hmm. because episode 210, which I, I said earlier, I was 27 minutes from the finish. Yeah. We were talking about the Michigan-Alabama game in episode 210. I said, oh, you know, we'll talk more about it next week. I said over unders 45, 44 and a half, 45 and a half. I'm thinking something like 31, 27 Michigan. So that would be Michigan in the over. And then fast forward 210 to 211. I'm like, I still like Michigan in this game. I, that man, that over unders a little low 44, 44, 44 and a half, 45. I'm thinking something like Michigan 27, Alabama 20. If you don't believe me, folks, go to episode 211. It's around the 57-minute mark. So as pathetic as my NFL picks have been, and I'm wrong about eight out of nine times on this podcast, that's almost, I think it was Wisconsin game. That's the second Michigan game I've almost hit exactly on the head of the score. Now, Why didn't I fucking trans? I mean, I did bet Michigan to win that game on my ESPN account, so I won money. Yeah. Actually, it was a parlay. I had Michigan to cover the one and a half and Blake Corham to score a touchdown. And Blake Corham scored right out of the shoot. So um, 
but man, because there's you can pick the score on these, and to nail a score, I mean, you get like, I mean, the, the odds are astronomical because you got to hit right it, exactly. Yeah. So, but shame on me. Hopefully, one of you guys out there listening on a whim picked Michigan twenty-seven, Alabama twenty. That said, again, like I say, I won money on it. Mm-hmm. You call a timeout, and that's the best fucking play you can come up with is to have your quarterback <laughs> just run into somebody. I well, I I that's what I thought on the onset, but when they slowed it down and had the camera from behind, if you saw Which that, is usually where I like my camera. <laughs> All righty then. Uh that's they've been having trouble with that snapper, and he's right. not their starter, correct? I don't know if he's a sharp, and that's a that's. I'm going to refute that point. I see what you're saying was a bad, but on a bad snap like that, doesn't it turn into a fire drill and you just start running helter skelter, kind of like the Alabama? I Auburn think he game? freaked. I I know, but I'm just saying the whole timing of the whole everything right, well, was thrown. Timing's off. off, so I'm just going to run right into as many Michigan <laughs> players as I possibly can. That's what happened. <laughs> that's what that's what everybody in America was. You know. I'm sure a lot of the the diehard Michigan fans were, you know, kind of at first, their first reaction probably was like, what the hell? And then, yeah, yeah, you know, because everybody did that. They were yep. like, what the hell was that? And then, um, but I, otherwise, it was an entertaining game to watch. It was oh, for like, sure. I think it was the second or third highest watch. It was the highest rated non-NFL game this year. Right. And I think it's the third highest of the what a college CFP college football playoffs. Yeah. I think it was the third highest rated game ever. So yeah. uh very good game. And then in the second game, I didn't pick the score exactly right, but I did say I said Washington's getting four and a half. I said that that is the wrong team's favorite in this game. I don't get it. I said take at Washington plus the points and they will win the game. Yeah. And they won they had to hang on for dear life, but right. they won the game. Correct. So we have the national championship game. I forget what bowl that is. Sugar? No. No, they played the sugar. I don't think it's a. I don't think it has a bowl they, name. Does I it? I thought the or, or the name of the stadium. Is that what you're referring to? Because the sugar bowl was played. Okay, sugar bowl was played. Rose bowl was played. The orange bowl was the Florida State Georgia game. So what's the other big main Fiesta Bowl? That's got to be it. Yeah, I think it's the Fiesta Bowl. So. Uh, January. I was just 8th. trying to look it up quick, but January eighth, we're going to go with Fiesta Bowl. That'll be a corrections corner if I'm wrong. We have number one Michigan undefeated. Number two, the Huskies of Washington in a uh, rematch of a Rose Bowl of years gone by. I remember when Steve Entman was uh-huh. the big stud defensive player for Washington, but uh, Washington also fourteen and zero. Michigan is laying four and a half. The total is 55 and a half. Washington, I feel, has been getting disrespected all year by the odds makers. I mean, obviously, they're rated number two, 14-0. But I think it's that West Coast bias. But I don't think they've played a defense like Michigan's all year. And I think Corum and company should be able to run wild on Washington, I'm going to go Michigan in the over 31. I'm sorry, Michigan in the under, because I've got 31-23, Michigan. All right. So 31, if I nail that, if I nail another score perfectly, that's 54. The total's 55 and a half. So 
But if you don't want to bet both the the side and the total, I would take Michigan lay the four and a half and stay away from the total because, you know, I just said 31-23, that's 54. That's dangerously close to 55 and a half. But I'll take the Wolverines, lay the four and a half. And based on my prediction, I'm taking the under, but I like the side better than the total. I don't, I'm trying to think of whether if Michigan has the, the screw ups, especially with their special teams, if they can get past that, like they against Washington, like they did Alabama, maybe, maybe not. I mean, you're talking about a flubbed extra point. You're talking about, was it two dropped, uh, a drop kickoff and a drop punt or two drop punts? Uh, I, I remember the punt for sure, but I was actually sitting with my back to the TV oh, playing cards. Right, right, right. It was my own, and Fish had a Florida State hat, so it was my own form of silent protest. I didn't watch the game, <laughs> but I okay. I mean, I peeked in the mirror and yeah. had to watch it in reverse. But um, all right. I, I mean, I would agree with you. I I, I like Michigan. I think they're going to clean up their special team stuff, and I'm going to give that first one. That I think it was the first kickoff. Because the sun, the sun was starting to get low. It was right in his eyes. The sun was beating down on his baseball hat. The air was getting warm. His beer was getting flat. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say, but different. Do you know what that is? No. I mean, I recognize yeah, it, okay. but this is not a Stump Dave segment. No, it's not. So. It's not. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to quickly move on <laughs> past that. All right. So, uh, okay, you did you did college football quick. Yes. I was 21 and 21 in my pool. After an amazing start, I never even checked back. Cause I, had, I had one stretch where I lost like nine straight games. Oh, and you just so, said, yeah, yeah, you just so, said, fuck it. Um, well, while you talk about college. Basketball. College basketball. Yeah. I will actually look up just to see where I, because I honestly don't know where I All right, so. College basketball, just to keep everybody up to speed, especially those of you that are going to listen to this before the weekend, and probably not too many exciting. I don't. There's a couple of decent games uh, over the weekend, even though we've got um, the NFL action. But you still have Purdue, Kansas, Houston, UConn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Marquette, UNC, uh, Illinois, actually kind of bumped up there, and Arizona is at number 10. Then Oklahoma, BYU. Number 13 is Colorado State. Duke is 14, and Memphis is number 15. Now, 16, you're like, wait a minute. Where's number 16? So on Wednesday, the U, Mike's football team, not basketball team, upset number 16, Clemson, 95-82. Uh, so Clemson's probably, you know, don't buy stock in the basketball team even though Debo, Debo wanted you to buy stock in Clemson early on right. in the football season. Uh, they're probably out of the top 25. But you might ask, what happened to Florida Atlantic and Gonzaga? What and happened I, to the Zags? And actually, before you answer the question, I want to fill you in. Uh, yeah. Uh, loyal listener Grant Davis, who spent his Christmas in some exotic island, because that's just the way he rolls. Right. He, he was catching up on the pod, and he said, Trying to do this so I don't fade away, and then you don't get the stat. Florida Atlantic being number seven is overrated. They've been ranked all year, but Illinois kicked their teeth in, and then they lost this week to Florida Gulf Coast. Gulf Fo- Coast catch. Yeah. So yeah. So we mentioned we must have mentioned them last week. We did. So yeah. So, so but Grant, what what happened? What's what happened to Gonzaga? So, 
So they fall from thir- number 13 to number 24 this week after a loss to unranked San Diego State. So they basically, the Zags have been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So they're, they're unpredictable, so they kicked them to, almost kicked them to the curb, but they put them at number 24. But undefeated still in the top 25, Houston 13-0, James Madison 13-0, and Ole Miss 13-0. Wow. Yeah. So James two, Madison and Ole Miss, two schools you don't equate. Yeah, to they're basketball. not powerhouse basketball, but they've got some good programs going on right now. Now in conference play, obviously they're going to do probably pretty well. Uh, Houston is the only one that is occasionally. Many, know, many, many years ago, they were a juggernaut. Fly, fly, slam a jam. I was going to ask you, do you remember the? Heck yeah. Um, and that was against the NC. Uh, that was against NC State, wasn't it? Yeah. The one year Jimmy Valvano yep. was coaching. Yeah, it was Olajuwon, oh, um, Clyde Drexler. Yes, thank you. And then they had a guard that his name escapes me. That for sure, so, I'm not going to remember. Um, I was kind of mad at myself for forgetting Clyde. <clears throat> but uh, but that's what that's what college basketball is all about right now. So uh, and and Izzo maybe has the Spartans on a little bit of a heater right now. We'll see what happens with those guys. But as soon as anybody mentions, hey, the Spartans are doing well, they're on a heater, they usually end up losing to, you know, Mary Margaret of the blind. So we'll see. Who's uncharacteristically solid this year? They passed the ball well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they managed to keep all five in the starting rotation. All right, so nothing MLB. I know Colin Morikawa right now is – leading in the the first round of the sensor sensor sense i don't know whatever whatever tournament they nobody pays attention to this time of year but uh okay the masters is the first week of april and they're already advertising for that okay but is there one is there one tournament before the masters that is kind of like a pretty big tournament just because everybody's getting ready for the masters or is really the masters kind of the kickoff uh, I want to say because of the pandemic, they switched the rotation. So this can be a corrections corner. Somebody can call me on this, but I want to say it's either the PGA championship or the tour championship. One of those two. Okay. So it's a big, it's a big, bigger one, but not a considered one of those is not a considered a major. So I think the PGA championship is, and that's usually later in the year. But if uh, Jim Sonny Baird, who, by the way, a little shout out to him, he was engaged on Christmas Eve. So hey, congratulations, congrats, Sonny. Jimmy. Yep. If you uh, still listen to the pod, I know I know he does a lot of driving, but I don't know if he listens to the pod or not. But he'll be the first to text me on any golf related info because he's a golf nut. Gotcha. But congrats on your hundred percent uh, upcoming nuptials. Nuptials. There well, there's go. a five dollar word in the second <laughs> segment. I never would have been able to think of it in the third segment. All right, are we going into? Yeah, if there's nothing else, the I think it's time. Picture, let's I think go. It, let's get into. First of all, let's recap week seventeen. Let's do it. <clears throat> like I've been saying all year, and the Dallas game is kind of an an asterisk because I said McCarthy and um, Dak are being McCarthy and Jack Jack Dak and shitting themselves. So I don't know if I count the Miami win as a quality win or not. Right. And then what does Miami do? They go to Baltimore and got bludgeoned. <laughs> and I tell you what, that Baltimore team is a scary fucking football team right now. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Everybody's and I and Lamar Jackson cinched up cinched up another MVP award. Yeah. I think because even if you want to still make the case for Purdy and McCaffrey and say ah they only had one bad game, those two are going to cannibalize each other's votes because you know one guy that really wants to favor them is going to vote McCaffrey, the other guy is going to say wow well, Purdy deserves it, right? And then even one guy is going to say well it's actually Debo Samuel, so Debo Samuel, right? Whatever. So. Um, Congrats to Lamar Jackson on his, I think it's his second. Um, the Bears win their fifth straight at home. And I, uh, here's a, I saw a sign in the stands at the Bears game. We got an election year coming up, and I think Shelly's making popcorn because I smell the popcorn. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. um, the fans in the stands had signs because it's election year. Right. Fields and more in 24. And... Amen. I, I, I text my uh, former employee, lives next door to my mother-in-law right now. I consider him a friend. I've known him for many years. He's also a Bear fan. Unlike me, he's Bears, Cubs, Bulls, where I'm Bears, Red Sox, yeah. Sixers, but yeah. we're both Bear fans. And I sent him a text watching the Bears-Falcons game, and you can check back three, four pods ago when I went on a rant about, you know, Justin Fields. And actually it was one of the first pods I've listened to where I said I repeated that Justin Fields was not the problem hundred times. Yeah. I text Zach. I said, I said, bro, if they move on from Fields, you may be getting a lot of bear shit dropped off on your porch because I'm, I'm saying that now at 56 years old, I think I'll always be a bear fan. You know, the old right. cheer for the name on the front, not the name on the back. There, there's no way. There's no way they move. They can move on from him. I just don't. I don't know why they would. Right. Is he perfect? No. But he. He's going to get better. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. And you know, and like I said, the only thing is, I think if, if you keep, and I've, this is the hundredth time I've said this on the pot, if you keep Fields, you got to keep Eberflus and Getzey. If you're going to move on to, to Caleb Williams or yeah, whoever, right. then fire everybody. Start over and build from the ground up. Right. I don't want them to do that. Yeah. No. Marvin that, Harrison Jr. would look nice in a Bears uniform getting thrown to by another Ohio State alum. Right. DJ Moore, had, like DJ Moore said when they were talking about it, he said, he, he said, shit, I thought I was the number one pick in that trade. You know, because the Bears got the number one and DJ Moore and DJ Moore, like, fuck, I am the number one pick in that draft. Because DJ Moore is better than anybody. You know, DJ Moore is certainly better than um, Bryce Young. Yeah. And that's who the Panthers took with the Bryce Young. Yeah. And the, the, the Panthers are so frustra- frustrated <laughs> by it that their owners throwing drinks on people. So Right. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. All right. Quick note, dive into the playoff pitcher. Now, do you want to just like after week seventeen, you're thirteen and no, 20. we're not there. We're yet. not there yet. No, okay, we, we got Sorry. two more things to cover. Okay, my bad. Playoff pitcher. Yeah, you got Ravens locked in at one. Niners locked in at one. I think the Rams are locked into a spot. The Chiefs are in at three. Those teams are probably going to be resting a lot of players. Uh, games of note this week: we have Buffalo, Miami, and this is the epitome. If Buffalo. Bolt races Miami in Miami. I don't even think Miami should show up to the playoffs the following week because they, 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 they're, they're proven they can't beat a fucking good team. Other than Dallas, and hold that hold the, that thought on Dallas. Right. 
Um, and then you have Saturday, you have the Texans and the Colts with big playoff implications. The Jaguars can win the division after losing four straight by beating the Titans. The Buccaneers win and they're in. If the Bucs lose to Carolina, then the winner of New Orleans-Atlanta wins the South and is in the playoffs. I think if Green Bay beating Minnesota officially eliminated the Bears last week, fuck you, Grant. Um, <laughs> so maybe the Bears can return the favor and beat the Packers at Lambeau and knock them out of the playoffs because they need a lot to happen to not make it, but I don't think they've officially clinched as of this podcast. So, And then the Browns are locked into where yeah, they're going, and correct. they actually called Fishman to start at quarterback, but he said he had prior engagements and didn't feel his arm was in shape. So that's, why the, that's why the Bengals are a seven-point favorite against Damn. the Browns this week. Yeah. Damn it, Fish. All right. Um, Ruin the spread. Let me take one more drink of delicious here. All right. All right. On to let's let's go to Saturday night. What everybody's waiting. waiting now, did you want to did you want to go our talk about our total picks yet? Not from yet. Last week. Not yet. Okay. Because we have one game to discuss. Okay. And what game would that be? Uh. Hello. We probably talked about it during the pod. Dude, the come on. I'm embarrassed for you. Thank you. Report as an eligible podcaster, would you please? Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. yes, I have a whole, I have actually right. two pages of, yeah. All right. So, and I put on a Facebook there, and people, I don't think people understand. It's hard to detect tone in printed form. Right. Correct. I would agree with that. First of all, if that call would have happened to the Bears, we may not be doing this pod right now because my heart may have exploded. Best case scenario, I'm out a TV and a remote. I have no problem with Lion fans being pissed over that call. None whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Again, I had the Lions on the fucking money line. So give me the two-point conversion so I can win my money. There you go. My only argument, and you and I went round and round a little bit before you and Ronnie started talking about Africa. We went round and round about it on New Year's Eve. My only, and I'm going to give you two two examples. Mm-hmm. Until Goodell andor, what's the ref's name? Bra- I always, Brad Allen. Is it Brad Allen? Brad Allen. Because I always wanted to say Brad Evans, but Brad Evans is a Yahoo fantasy guy. So it's Brad <laughs> Allen. Brad Allen. All right. Yep. Until Goodell says, hey, here's the proof he fucked up. Or Allen says, hey, in the, you know, I piss my pants in the spur of the moment um yeah no 70 didn't report i was wrong right that hasn't been said yet right correct 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 okay yep my own my only gripe and again two pointers good lions win well fucking somebody give me my money then because i fucking bet the lions to win right and because of that two-point conversion they didn't so if you want to say the lions win somebody fucking should pay me my money and you know, so it's reported. Yeah, Alan says, you know what? Yeah, I, I I panicked. Somebody didn't say a word. He didn't report. I was wrong. Should have been a good two point conversion. Lions win. I'll never referee again. I'll come on the next week and say, hey, Alan admitted he was wrong. Hey, the two pointer is good. My the only thing that I can't figure out why nobody, it's everybody, not just Lion fans, uh, the media, yeah, everybody, right? Referee made a mistake. This is exactly what you. Know, 
The referee made a mistake. Referee made a mistake. Referee made a mistake. It's referee's fault. Referee's fault. The Lions did it perfectly. And, and he got confused because three, like, uh, fat fuck that's been fired a hundred times because he thinks he's the best fucking coach in the world and he gets, keeps getting fucking fired. Um, Rex. Thank you. Rex Ryan, um, who couldn't hold his brother's jock. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And everybody, oh, the ref fault. The ref, yeah, the ref fucked that up. The ref fucked that. Okay. Like I said, maybe he did. And, and I'm willing to say that. And again, if he did, pay me. But it, it's, there's no way in the world that a player made a mistake and 70 goes out there, so I'm eligible. Yeah. And then he has number 70 is eligible. Right. And it, I know 70 says he didn't. Right. But hey, you know what, Dave? Uh, senior in high school at Arthur Hill. Yeah. I was all state first team and I had full ride scholarships to UCLA, USC. Texas, Alabama, and Michigan. I just didn't want the pressure, so I declined them all. I, I said it right now, so you, it has to be fucking true, right? So I did get a full-ride scholarship to UCLA in 1985 to play football. I just turned them down. I just didn't want the pressure of Pac-10 football in the mid-'80s, and I didn't want to be away from my family. Right. So I, right. Because I said that, it's true, right? Right. No. You know, and here's <laughs> right. two perfect examples of empl employees slash Athletes making mistakes. Right. This we're going into week eighteen. The Lions game was week week sixteen. Jair Alexander uh, bum rushed the coin toss at Carolina for the Packers. He wasn't a chosen player, and and Lafleur subsequently suspended him for week seventeen right. because he wasn't even supposed to be out there, and he just fucking crashed the party. Okay. And he goes out there, calls tails, it's tails, because they're in Carolina, and that's the reason he crashed the party, so to speak, is because he's from Charlotte. Gotcha. He calls tails, it's tails. Referee said, what would you like to do? We want the defense on the field. Yeah. The referee looks at him like, so defer? And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess. We want the defense on the field. Well, by rule saying you want your defense on the field means you're going to kick, which would mean the Carolina would also receive the second half kickoff because your options at the kickoff are to kick, which absolutely positively nobody ever does, right? receive or defer. And then when you defer, the other team says, we'll take the ball, you pick the side you want to defend, and then in the second half, the team that kicks off receives. Right. But he went out there and so said, we want the defense on the field. <laughs> so right. exhibit a player making a mistake right that's really really recent that was a week before the lions game right i'm going to go back many many years which i've talked to you via text on yep you know for the michigan coaches told the michigan players we have no more timeouts left guys this we can't call another timeout what did chris weber do in the corner yeah and and you might say well that was a little different that was during the game this is this is a big moment. There's fucking eighty thousand people there, and right. this guy had been reporting as eligible all day long. So well, and all, all during I the wanted, season too. Right. All I want, all I'm saying, is for somebody to say, well, maybe seventy, maybe seventy, until it's proven. Yeah. But what I can't figure out on this whole thing is why, because I've heard it in games I've watched. The ref, you can hear the ref's mic. 99 is reported as eligible. 
Okay, so so Grant Ducharme brought that up. Why it wasn't done? Now there's some, and I think they were dubbed because I looked for it on the internet. There are some sites, none of them reputable. Not not an ESPN, right. not a CBS Sports, not a whatever. But they've got video at the game with number seventy is reporting as eligible. You know, with the echo within the stadium. Right. But then I I would try to you know go and look at. Like I said, some right. of the more reputable mainstream media media uh, websites or, ch- or or platforms, and nobody's got that. Right, which is baffling to me. I mean, the yeah. one reputable site was X because they even had the Pop Tart mascot before he was going into the tolster. He was holding up a sign that Decker reported as eligible. <laughs> but yeah. so, and again, yeah. right. If if yeah. if, it, if seventy didn't yeah. and the ref made a mistake. Lions win, give me my fucking money, and let's move on. All I'm asking is maybe 70 made a mistake. And here's here's where you and I went round and round only because at that point, I was focused on 68 and 58, so Sewell was there as right. well. And my whole thing I was fixated on, which I am now, as I do- dove into it and looked at it more and more and more, watched a little more video, thought about it, I was fixated on, like, how in the hell does 68 stand there, you know, and not say, Hey, I'm eligible. Okay. And, and Brad Allen, not hear that he's an arms. He's, he's the same distance that I am from you right now, Right. but yet he's fixated on this guy running in from out of bounds. So that was my problem. I won't go into that. Everybody's seen the video a million times, but your point is, and what I also have come to the conclusion is you got three linemen standing there. They're trying to create confusion. And, they and did guess what they did? They created confusion. <laughs> they create a lot of confusion because Brad Allen, you know, in in a lot of the, like I said, the, a lot of the mainstream platforms where they have that technology and they they did the little, they did the little um, uh, shit, the vector coming right. from Brad Allen's face, like where his right. vision is. He's staring down um, Skipper. Right. Number 70 coming right. in from out of bounds like forever. Right. And it doesn't even look like he's listening to 68 or 58. Right. And, and and to your point and to Brad Allen's explanation is that let's say 68 said he was eligible. Great. He catches the pass. That flag of, of uh, illegal in, formation. Ili- no, touching. Illegal touching. Illegal touching. But again, your point is. Brad Allen also said because 70 reported as eligible and lined up as a tackle and, and was, was covered, co- right. that is an illegal formation. Right. Correct. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yes. And, I'm, and I'm not, and again, if the officials are wrong, yeah. then I'm not one to blame officials unless it's that late in the game, yeah. a la Ohio State, Miami, yeah. last play of the game, phantom defensive pass interference. Right. Um Ohio State ties the game. I mean, that didn't give Miami an excuse to give up a third and 28 or fourth and 18 or whatever it was to eventually lose that game. But that flag came at the last play of the game. Without that flag, the game's over. Without this flag, the Lions win 21-20. Right. So when when the the timing of the penalties, I think, are key, and they can be – you can blame an official – Sure. When the game is that late. Sure. And if if it's proven that he's wrong or he lied and he says, you know what? I fucked up. Yeah, it, it was wrong. Like Don Dinkager did with the um, 
Cardinals Royals World Series when he called that guy out, or when the, he cost the, the other umpire who cost that uh, Tiger the perfect game. But, you know, he called you know he called him safe, and the, he fucking out by a mile. <laughs> And he and the guy the dumps and tears after the game saying, "Man, fuck, man, I cost you. Know, I'm sorry, I blew it. You know, yeah." And then the the pitcher was like, "Yeah, don't worry about it, dude. It ain't that big a deal. Who cares?" Right. You know, and you know the, the World yeah. Series one's obviously a little more important, but sure. You know, until that happened, I'm just all I want is possibly seventy made a mistake as well. It's possible, but what I think probably happened. And this is where we're going to come to this right here. That's yours. Because of the, you said, I, yeah, because I said he wasn't within 10 yards. Of okay. He said he but was. he, but my, and you know what? And I said 10 yards. I, so New Year's Eve, I made a bet, I made a bet with yeah. Mike and we shook on it. And I said, I said, skipper number 70 didn't even get within 10 yards of Brad Allen before Brad Allen started fading, you know, right. walking over to the, he got within five yards. Right. So so I was wrong. There's your, hey, I, thank you. Yep, we shook. Perfect. There's your ten bucks. But uh, but what I what I think maybe happened, and this is this is on the Lions as well, or Skipper. Maybe he's coming in saying, "I'm not eligible. I'm not eligible." Meanwhile, he's got two other guys right there, basically right. in his face, and you've got the crowd, and you've got the moment. He's been coming in as eligible, right. not only okay. that game but yep. all season, and so. You know, and this brings me to my next point. So I, I made up a little quiz here, All right. and I want you to take the quiz. I, we're going to read through them together. Here's your All pencil. Right. It's an extra piece of paper, but we've gone through all the facts, correct? So this is a one-question, multiple-choice quiz. All right. Yep. So based on the facts that we have just talked about, the reasons the Lions got robbed. All right. All and right. there's. It's not a four question, multiple choice question. It's actually a, it's actually a possibility of A, B, C, D, E, F, or G. Okay. So one of these answers is the correct answer. All right. Are we good? All right. Yep. All right. So pos answer possibility number one on this multiple choice uh, question test for the reasons the lines got robbed. A, this is the Dawson show. And like Jim Carrey and the Truman show, this was a scripted, this was scripted to give me something to do for the show today. B, this is just another glitch in the matrix. C, Jerry Jones hired a private investigator and dug up some pictures that Brad Allen didn't want leaked. D, maybe someone in the Lion organization slept with Brad Allen or a family member engaged or exchanged a bogus number and then never called back. E, since Brad Allen knew about this potential play ahead of the game, it is conceivable that he could have seen the opportunity to not ruin Jimmy Johnson's How About Them Cowboys Day. F, Brad Allen is secretly dyslexic, and that's how he understood Dan Campbell's explanation of the play prior to the game. Or G, the Lions sent three players to report to Brad Allen that only one of them was eligible on this play in order to create confusion, and they actually created confusion. Um, I'm going with G, although it could just be another glitch in the matrix, which is B, but I'm going G. The Lions sent three players to report to Brad Allen that one of them was uh, only one of them was eligible to create confusion and actually created confusion. Mike, I'm going to grade this right now. You got a hundred percent. You're a fucking genius. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so, but here's the one angle that the lions, 
fans are not looking at. Mm-hmm. And at the conclusion of Sunday night, I doubled down on my theory. You can go ahead and listen to this pod in the 2022 season when the Lions were 1-6, and six, and I was pumping the tires of Dan Campbell and what I thought of him as a head coach. He's going to utilize this much the same way Michigan has with us against the world and say, you know what? Fuck these people. We don't, we'll win, we don't need to win at home. Yeah, the city of Detroit's fucked out of a potential home game. Right. Possibly. But, you know, because when San Francisco loses the Rams, Lion fans are going to say, what happened? You know, see, we would have been, well, not so fast because the, if the Niners had something to play for, everybody but Christian McCaffrey would play. Right. But I think, and so what I did is I doubled down. I took a $50 bet in, on ESPN that Lions would win the Super Bowl to win 900 bucks. So I think he's going to use that. And yeah. let's go, which will segue into our picks this week. The, the, the game I'm going to bet money on is the Lions, but I said to the listeners I wouldn't give the Lions as one of my picks. My first pick this week, Tampa Bay minus four. And, oh, first of all, I was one and one for uh, last, last week, week for the year. I'm 13 and 21. You were 0 and 2 for the year. You're 13, 19, and 2. So by percentage oh. points, you're ahead of me. I thought I had last week, week 17, I thought I had Titans at Texas or at the Texans. Let Texans laying 4.5. Let me see. Let me see. Last week. Oh, you were one and one. My bad. Okay. So you were one. Yeah. Cause you had Houston minus four and a half and then Philadelphia minus 11. Philadelphia. So, so one and one. So we we're both one and one. That's because I remember texting you that. Yeah. So you're 14, 14 18. And two. And two. All right. All right. So I could still catch you this week for pod supremacy. And my first pick in week seven, 18 is going to be Tampa Bay minus four and a half at Carolina to win the division and get in the playoffs and host probably Philadelphia. My first pick is going to, I'm taking the Raiders laying three. Uh, the Denver's are going to be in Las Vegas. Yes. Yep. My number two. Jets at Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots, laying the two, figuring they will send the hoodie off into retirement on a winning note. And my second pick, I've I gotta go with it. The the Lions are laying three and a half against the Vikings. And like you just said, yep. for the reason you just said, I think they're gonna try to take the Vikings to the woodshed and just like like we had talked earlier, send a message. Yep, and I and that's actually a game I will bet real money on. All right. And a, a certain furry friend of the pod wants to go out. So, or let's, we, are you recording still? Yeah. All right. So let's rate these quick and then we can let Duke out. All right. Um, delicious IPA. I'm going 344. Very tasty. Nice alcohol. 3.44. And this one, I'm going to go three. Point seven five. Oh, same rating, eh? Yep. Well, I had eight five for this for this regular Stone American IPA for this for the hazy IPA. Three point seven five. All right, just a little bit less. You got that one. Yep. I got this one. 
Oh yeah, I won that battle. I wouldn't know. This is. Mm. I like mine better. Yeah, this, it's this got is, a it's got a better alcohol punch, and that's got the citrusy. Yeah, th- this is almost like a, a wine cooler ish punchy. Relative taste. to this, for yeah. sure. So I would give this probably three and a quarter. So it's one to one on the luck of the draw. Yeah. All right. So real quick, the untapped crowd. Uh, we're going with. Let me find it. You had the delicious. You had the seven point seven. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, but that is the delicious citrus, but. It was far less citrusy than the yeah. than the New England hazy. So untapped. Okay, that one. Yeah, we're gonna ten point five thousand check ins. They've got it at three point seven two. Then, <coughs> excuse me, we got to find the the hazy, and that one. 61.8 thousand check-ins, 3.73. So I was only two, two hundredths off. All right, Mike, that being said, let's get into the third tasting. Do you want to reach in there and see which one you get? I'm hoping, I'm hoping for one of the nine percenters for you. Yeah, I certainly don't want the other four percenter. This one, it seems to have the most iced around it, so I'm going to grab that one. Oh, you might have. You might have gotten yes, the good I did. one. Yeah. <laughs> I got the 9.4 delicious double IPA. Yeah. You got the delicious double IPA, 9.4, 55 IBUs. I'm going to reach in there and grab this one. All right. Well, I got the one you probably didn't want. I got the other four percenter. I got the go-to IPA. This one's 4.7%. So this is their session. This is what they consider their session IPA. Session IPA. Yeah. It's what called it? it's called Stone Go To IPA. Stone Go To. Yeah. It's 4.7. 4.7. And how many? Uh this one, let me check. Go to is 65 IBUs. See, now Stone must be pretty big on IBUs cuz every beer we've sampled in this 12 yeah. days of IP 12 days of stone IPA Christmas or whatever it's called. Yeah. Every one of them had an IBU rating. Well, and I think because of the brand, the gargoyle head, you know, the gargoyle skull, uh, they've got certain things about um, on the inside of the caps. They've got stuff about, you know, uh, uh, not hard rock, but um, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> are you just, are you are you talking about something that rhymes with rock hard? <laughs> All right. Oh, they got some shit on the. I don't know. Whatever they got going on the inside of the caps here. Uh, yeah. This one's oh death metal, death metal in the men's room. Whatever the hell that is. I don't know. But I thought when you reached for those caps, I thought you were reaching for more takis, courtesy of Grandpa Blackhawk. In the yes. takis, what's a? It's called en fuego, fuego. Yeah. I think which means fire, right? It does. See, my Spanish knows no end. <laughs> um, but those chips, they're not in typical taki form, which is like almost a, like the veggie straw shape. Right, right. These are actually chips. Decent heat and good lime flavor to offset the heat. I think those are very good chips. Yeah, I agree. So thanks, Grandpa. Thank you, sir. Hopefully he wins his bet. He has somebody... Two guys, Jack Eichel and 
one of the Kachuk brothers to combine for three and a half or more points tonight to win a bet. No, nice. The ESPN. So yeah, good luck. Go guys. Go Vegas Knights. Go. So we got the Maple Grill uh, pint glasses. I've got the stainless steel. As you always do, because as I've I've right. mentioned, I don't. I'll. The only thing I really like drinking out of that stainless steel yeah. at the North Studio, right? Is I almost I think I fucked up, Dave. <laughs> That's okay. You're only gonna get a, you're only gonna get like a little dribble of that as a taste. I fucked maybe, up our. Maybe you I'll, knew I was gonna fuck something up. A point, a point seven five. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Is milk? I love oh. drinking milk out of those. All right. The stainless, yeah. the maple girl stainless but steel. I was talking earlier. We went there on Tuesday. Yes, and you did. They have that was um, our first day open because they were all they were closed for the correct hot, uh, New Year's Day weekend. So Don was there, like I said, and they have a new brewer that's working with Don and Len. It's Aaron. So kudos to Aaron. Uh, he's working in the back, uh, brewing some of the beer. And I also believe he works Gun at- Gun to your head, what's better, their burgers or their pizza? Oh, God, that's hard. That's really hard that's because- of- <laughs> Nice, thank you. Um. They had one, and now, uh, of course- I've you, never had a- I don't think I've ever had a burger there, but their pizza's amazing. No, they so. had a burger, and I liked the brat burger, the, the jalapeno cheddar burger. I liked it, but they had one the last time I was there, right before Christmas, that was amazing. I mean, it was top of the line. I might have- I might put that in my top five burgers of all time. All right. Yeah. But um, but let's get to this tasting. So, so you know, I would pour a little more into that, but completely sober. I don't think I think I'd make a yeah, mess. Yeah, no, you would that. for sure. No, we're Cheers. we're good. We're good. That'll be enough. It's, You'll just it's, have to take my word for it. Yeah, I will. Oh, this this smells. See, I'm not actually liking the notes on this. That almost does that. Could I fool you into saying that's a two hearted? Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. I don't know something something about this go to IPA. I hope it tastes better than it smells. That's what I say. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. <coughs> it does. Actually has a two hearted taste, although haven't really used this reference lately, but 150 pods ago when we were just getting into the IPAs. Yeah. Um, a little soapier, okay, than a two-hearted, if yeah. you will. I got gotcha. you, but good nonetheless. Mm-hmm. All right, where are we starting segment three off at, Dave? You had a, a player pass. A player, you want to go player pass? You want to do the the kind of like almost a makeshift Mount Rushmore, or what one you want to do first? Doesn't matter to me. Let's do the pet player pass. All right, let's go. All right, so I'll start. You said you have one. Two? Uh, one or two. One or one two. One for sure, but two. You want me to go right through mine? Yes. All right, here we go. Player pass. And then if you did one of mine, then we'll... Sure. Player <laughs> pass. Alexa, why are luxury candles expensive? Yeah. I, uh, let's pass this one simply because anything luxury is going to be more pricey, whether it's warranted of being more pricey yeah. or not. So I don't need to... But it's, Mike, it's a fucking candle. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, yeah, so I will pass that yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Uh, player pass for sale, an island in San Francisco Bay. Let's play that because in, in hopes that it's Alcatraz Island, because I, if I had the money to buy Alcatraz Island, I'd fucking do it. It's unfortunately not Alcatraz Island. That's the only reason it's I called Red Rock Island. It's six acres, a whole six acres. 
dome-shaped outcropping several miles from San Francisco, and it's listed for the very affordable price of $25 million. Is six acres? I, I think I'm, there's I'm, one I'm tree on it. I'm terrible. So at, six at, acres it, would be three of our, oh, excuse me. It would be six, six acres. All of our lots are about a half acre in our neighborhood. So you're talking 12 lots ish, maybe a little bigger. So I'll put six acres at, you know, the size it's a little, just maybe a hair smaller than this whole rambling acres neighborhood or, or from your house, your street. Right. Right. Ellie. Yes. Yeah. From Ellie to, uh, what would be South Lori lane. So what, what is the selling point that is $25 million? It's just a private Island in the middle of San Francisco Bay and everything well, how, in California. How, how much, like, I mean, how far, like, is it impenetrable or like, <laughs> it's, is it- it's, it has some pretty steep cliffs. I mean, it's, it's up there. It's raised up there. I mean, if you wanted to put a house or some kind of a, uh, you know, people are talking in the article about you could, you could put a business up there. You know, people could have weddings in the reception on this private island if you want to turn it you into a, a business. You a lot of weddings to repay $25 million, though. 100%, yes. So it's just, it's bragging rights yeah. if you want to say you own, you know. Uh, I, apparently, there's a couple billionaires maybe that might be in the market for it just to say that they have this place on in the middle and there, of... There, and there's no f- structures or anything. No like structures. It looks like there's one tree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll pass on buying that. I'll, okay. I, would, I guess it would be kind of cool once it got. Let somebody else. Let somebody else build a few things on it and get some plumbing and electricity and some cable. Yeah. And then I'll pay thirty million for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. Player pass. A five dollar fourteen leg parlay. Won this better. How much? Fourteen legs. Five dollars. Be some long shots. Player pass. Let's play it because I'm interested to see because it'll be interesting. Hopefully you have some specifics on some of the legs at least. So that's why I want to say I'll play it. $5. Got to be a lot of money. To to pick four things right is nearly impossible. To get 14 things right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say $690,000 on a $5. No. Okay. Well, this was a very, very small online Sports Illustrated article. So go find Sports Illustrated and look up this article. But this particular person had 13 of the legs picked, and he needed a Christian McCaffrey TD in the 49ers versus the Ravens that turned his DraftKings $5 wager into Four hundred and eighty-nine thousand three hundred eighty-three dollars and one cent. I was I was in the ballpark. I was, was two hundred thousand dollars over. Yeah, he didn't get that, did he? He did. He won it. Christian McCaffrey. So McCaff- even though they lost, he McCaffrey had a touchdown. McCaffrey score scored okay. a TD in that game. And there's a little video. Um, it's uh, it's on X. The video they but they posted it uh, on the on the website. But yeah, it showed him. And when McCaffrey scored the TD, he and his buddies, you know, basically tackling him. Yeah, probably circle jerked each other. <laughs> um, I'd be interested to see because there had to be at least two. There's no way this is going to happen, right. but they happened. But because they happened. Five dollars to win four hundred. I was thinking it was six hundred ninety, and it was yeah. four hundred ninety. I mean, that's still on a five dollar bet. That's inc- those right. are astronomical odds. Right, and again. 
judge based on somebody who picks two, three leg parlays, yeah. and I'm like six and four hundred and fourteen. Yeah. They're right. not, it's not easy to do. It's hard enough picking oh, one yeah. fucking game right. Yeah. Much well, less multiple things. Colin right. Schramke hit that eleven yeah. leg parlay. What did he put? A dollar, two dollars? And what did he win? It was four grand or two yeah, grand. Something, or something like that. Yeah. But God, there there had to be a couple I wonder yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it was all NFL. They did not oh, spe- they didn't specify. And because I wish they would have. All NFL. Boy, that seems like an incredibly high. Although picking 14 things is oh, amazing. Shit. Hell I yeah. mean, oh yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Um Jason Kelsey, player pass. Jason Kelsey said someone brought what to the Eagles white elephant gift party? To the Christmas party? I'm going to pass because I know the answer to it. Okay. Because it was a flamethrower. A flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. Uh player pass. Thoughts and prayers for Frank Thomas, according to Fox News. Play. I thought the big hurt was doing good. Frank Thomas blasts irresponsible uh, Fox News after the network mistakenly claimed him dead. So on X, Frank Thomas is quoted as, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very sorry my ex-employer Fox would be this irresponsible on national TV this morning. Yes, I'm alive and doing well. This blows my mind. Yeah, I wonder where they got their info or where they heard it from. Well, I think... I think he just wanted to be a segment I, on that. There the, was another... There was a Frank Thomas that did pass away that was a former MLB player, and they they grabbed it, uh-huh. and someone made him... You know, it was probably a millennial. You know, grabbed it, and the first... They do this a lot when kids tend to search. It's whatever the first thing comes up, that must be the that must be the correct one. That yeah. must be the true one because it's the first one. And they picked Frank Thomas the Big Hurt and went, oh, okay, well, this guy must have died and then put it in. That's what it I'm thinking happened. Must be. Yeah. yeah. So that person's fired. Yeah. And <laughs> and the big hurt won't die because he's got neutrogenics. <laughs> Just yeah, exactly. All right. That's all I got for player pass. All right. Player pass. What does Pat McAfee have over ESPN slash Disney? Okay. I, I think I'm going to play because this is one of my questions that I didn't get to when we were talking about college football. Okay. I was watching college game day and Kurt Herbstreet, I think was clipping his fingernails and his toenails and cleaning out, you know, getting some Q-tips and cleaning out his ears because McAfee like was running the show. It was weird. Okay. I didn't dislike it. No. I, I, but it was weird. It was different. Is this what you're talking about? Actually, two other instances on that. Okay. And here they are. All right. Number one, they're doing a shoot from the Rose Bowl. Okay. Hours before the game. So the stadium's empty. And it's Pat McAfee, Chris Fowler. Oh, is it Desmond Howard? And, yes. Um, what's the other... African-American co-host on there, but there's four of them on there. And, um, yeah, I, I got my notes. I got, I want to make sure I get the root. Okay. Jalen Mill was Jalen Milrose, the quarterback for Alabama. Milrow. Or J, uh, yeah. J, okay. Mil, Milrow. Yeah. Jalen Milrow. Yeah. He's got his own athletic apparel. Shut Blank. up. Really? And the A is the Alabama A. 
Oh, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. And Chris Fowler's reading it. It says Jalen Mil- Milrow has the you know leg and zone athletic apparel that let a naysayer know. And Pat McAfee is, is that what it means? <laughs> oh, I thought it meant something else. And <laughs> you know, uh, Desmond Howard and the other yeah. co-hosts on the panel. They're just. I mean, they fucking just bust out laughing. <laughs> And like Chris Fowler is almost like dumbfounded by it, and, and Pat McAfee is like, "Geez, boy, naysayer. Okay, it's naysayer. Let the naysayer know. I, I boy, I, I would have bet money it was something else." All right, fast yeah. forward to his show, and he, I, I believe I could be wrong in this, and it won't be a corrections corner. But if a listener can prove me otherwise, I, I will give credit and say but i espn pays him 85 million dollars to do his show oh my god and pat mcafee personally pays aaron Rodgers to become to come on his show sure makes sense and the listeners know how i always have thought aaron Rodgers was cool and more on that in a little bit but aaron Rodgers is on his show today i think it was tuesday and aaron Rodgers basically comes out and says on the Pat McAfee show, and A.J. Hawk and Pat McAfee don't even say anything, don't even, you're just kind of like dumbfounded by it, like whatever. Aaron Rodgers basically accuses Jimmy Kimmel of being on the Jeffrey Epstein list because Jimmy Kimmel said something about Aaron Rodgers' vaccine status. <laughs> because Aaron wow. Rodgers is a notorious right, anti-vaxxer. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right. Whatever. We're not going to get into that. That's so... That's so three years ago. Right. But to, I mean, <laughs> if you're on Epstein's list, that's you're oh. basically saying you're a pedophile. Oh, yeah. And so how does ESPN right. allow that? Or is this just like, is this, a, is, this a, is this a work? Because Jimmy Kimmel's on ABC, which is owned by Disney. Rogers uh, and McAfee Creating ESPN, a little drama. But it's like, because now Jimmy Kimmel actually tweeted out, it's like, hey, asshole, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And he took his defense. My family's been put at danger because there are, you know, a lot of people hate Jeffrey Epstein for what he did. Yeah, very good reasons. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers said, you know, it'll be proven that, you know, Jimmy Kimmel is on this list. So, I mean, how do you. But ESPN didn't come out and reprimand. It was McAfee's show. Right, right. And ESPN didn't matter, so that's you know that's that's interesting. Let a naysayer know. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, his show is one of the higher. Oh, I yeah. think it's one of the higher rated late night TV shows. Absolutely. And right, one and, of McAfee's guests flat out says, you know, I think you know when it comes out, you'll see that Jimmy Kimmel's on that list. Well, if nothing happens from that, it goes along yeah. with um, some of the like the the Disney. It's a, a Marvel spinoff. It's called Echo. And this particular person in, in a lot of the Disney stuff lately with Marvel and, and some other things, I mean, it's egregiously violent. I mean, if when you think about Disney and, yeah. and what that brand is supposed to represent, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, look for it. It's coming out really soon. It's called Echo. Uh, let's see how many people we can kill in the most violent yeah. 
You know, yeah. so that's when you think about Disney, that's not the brand you kind of like, hmm, yeah, um, no. Is there going to be a theme park, right. you know, that goes with that? Right. Or, <laughs> and it, but it's so, just like, so it's like, it's it's just weird that he can, you know, like yeah. if I said that at work, you know, and, and so where, I guess my, my player pass is where do you draw the line, uh, player I, yeah. p- pass leads into a... We, we played. You know, and we played and it, le- it leads into a random question. It's like, so... Um, last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about Bye Bye Barry, I said the, the one thing I couldn't stand was Julia Hill because I don't like her fucking takes. I, yeah. I hate her. Right. I hate her take. And then I said, oh, it's Christmas. And then I'll retract that. I hate her takes. Yeah. That's different than me saying Julia Hill's a pedophile. <laughs> <Right. That's, laughs> I mean, yeah. So, you know, I can say. Oh, Which you, she is not. Hey, Dave Dawson, you fucking suck. Okay. That's my opinion. Right. You fucking suck. Right. Yeah. Dave Dawson, you Yeah. Blank. Yeah. Now all of a sudden Yeah. yeah. Isn't that it? Oh, there, best, there's actually a legal defini- word. Yeah, there's a legal word for that. Yeah. Yep. So But it's just weird. And then um my uh my other uh player pass, opt out. Oh fuck. All right, let's play. All right. We're gonna play because this here's the thing. Is it or is it not okay to be a hypocrite? Um, if you are in, well, I mean, does anybody intentionally is anybody intentionally a hypocrite? I don't know that most people justify the differences uh-huh. in their opinions, but you know, I mean, if somebody calls me a hypocrite and 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 then calls me out and specifically says, "Well, you say this about yeah. this, and you say this about that." I'll either explain, well, I perceive the difference being this, and that's why I think I have two opinions, or I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't make sense, so I got to rethink that. All right, well, then I think this is arguably maybe the perfect player pass ever because, in my opinion, opt-out should be be for, and again, in the case of Marvin Harrison Jr., and he's going to be a... A, a number one, number two, or number three pick. Right. The cost of his scholarship to Ohio State, nothing. It's going to be a drop in the bucket. Right. But in my opinion, if you opt out of a bowl game, you should have to repay your scholarship. Oh wow. Okay. It's like, hey, we signed you. We have a game this Tuesday. Right. You don't want to play. All right. So. Joe Blow student and be freshman year would have been forty eight hundred plus books plus room and board plus you owe us one hundred eleven thousand six hundred eighty eight dollars, which is probably on the low end of my fucking example. <laughs> right. And again, four hundred thousand dollars. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be able. Fuck, he'll pay cash for that motherfucker. I get it. It's the principle of the thing. Right. So you opt out, in my opinion. You pay your scholarship money back. Okay. But where the hypocrite thing comes in is I think the floor, I, I applaud the Florida State players for telling the NCAA, you can go fuck yourself and your Orange Bowl because we should be playing as one of the final four and we're not playing in this meaningless fucking football game that you got us playing in because your name, image, and likeness shit that we're making money on, but not the money we're going to be making in the NFL, so you can take your Orange Bowl and shove it straight up your fucking ass. And that's what they did. But that's an opt-out, Yep. and I don't think they should have to repay that because it's like, hey, there's a reason for it. Right. 
fuck you, we're out, see ya. Yep. And that's... I don't... I, I would have a really hard time disagreeing with you, but I think everybody that is listening to this would appreciate the fact that you said, I know it's hypocritical, but I've got a reason for it. So so they would say it would be all right that I'm a hypocrite in this instance. Yeah, if, if people agree with your rationale for being a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. Because they're different. I mean, hey... Because, I, I, thou shall not steal. Right. But my kid's about to die because he's hungry. And I have no money to pay for it. I'm fucking stealing so my kid doesn't die. Yeah. That's the, and, I, and on a side note, name and image and likeness is going to destroy college football. It absolutely is. I was listening, yep. I, you know, and I know you don't like the huge show, and sometimes I don't like it, but I, most of the time I appreciate it. They were having a great conversation about U of M. And even though Bill Simonson is a big U of M fan, he and God, who was his guest? He's a he's a U of M insider, uh, has his own U of M podcast. Damn. But uh, they were talking about that whole NIL thing, and they both were agreeing that U of M does not have their NIL shit together, and they are more than likely going to pay the price here real quick, especially if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, um, because they are not ponying up NIL money like some of the other power five schools are ponying up and it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a shit show. I a hundred percent agree. And I'm a, you know, I'm a Michigan yeah. state guy, grad, right. I'm an, I'm an alum, blah, 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 whatever, but I'm just, you know, I'm saying I don't wish U of M any ill will on that sense in that regard, but I would agree, you know, if, if those schools and even Michigan state, I don't know if, They've got the alumni to pony up the NIL money to be able to get some of these players. And if you can't, then guess what? You're going to be left behind. Right. And that's what I honestly think. You know, I mean, I don't think it, the colleges would agree with it. Right. But with the billions of dollars the NFL makes, why isn't there a minor league? Well, it's so the USFL, XFL, isn't it? That's. I don't think that's an official minor league. I'm talking a true minor league where, like, Dave Dawson out of Swan Valley High School, right. all, fucking be all end all, can go. go goes to the 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 NFL West Coast and prove himself. And, and you know, yeah, and you play amongst those paper. And then you know, Mike Peters, who was decent Arthur Hill player, not doesn't have a shot at the NFL. Then I get my scholarship. Don't get any money to play for Nebraska. And I do my four years at Nebraska, get my accounting degree, go into an accounting firm, have four years of college football that I, I reflect on, and oh, well, those are the great four years of my life. And then every once in a while, you're going to have somebody in college catch on. Just like, sure. I mean, you know, there's more high school players going to the NBA now than there were because it used to be against the rules. But so now there are more, but traditionally you go to college for one or two years. And then every once in a while, there's a Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah. I mean, he's from fucking another country and he was drafted first. I mean, yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah. But that's a to, whole different to, podcast. Yeah. To pay these, to pay these guys, I think it's just, I think college football or put and a that's why I never. I'm not a college football guy anyway. Or put a cap on it. Put a or or put a cap on it. But see, so and I understand the logic that hey, wait a second, Michigan's making billion. I don't know about billions, but hundreds of millions of dollars on their football team. Right. 
And like Jalen Rolls used to, the the Fab Five thing, he would say, "Man, we you know we were struggling for something to fucking eat, and yet the the university's making money off of Weber jerseys, Rolls jerseys, Howard jerseys, yada yada yada, whatever, whatever, whatever." It's like okay, but I own the hot dog stand. Yeah, if the hot dog stand goes out of business, I'm fucked. Right. You you can work for me, and yeah, I'm gonna get it, you something. Yeah, it, which is an NBA contract. Right. An NFL contract, an NHL contract. Because personally, I think you have a, a scholarship is what you make of it. If you if if you're not going to even go to class and your only route is to get to the professional ranks, you don't belong in college. Right. Period. Right. Now, if you take all this athletic talent out of college and put it into an NBA and NHL and MLB, which MLB actually has it, but yeah, right, and. Uh, well, an NHL somewhat does as right. well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your so OHL and your. But like yeah. the NFL and the NBA really don't. Right. But those are the two big college sports too. Well, NBA NBA has their minor leagues. Nah, that G League's bullshit, but. <laughs> nobody pays attention to it or very few people. Right. But so that's yeah. what I'm saying. So if you just, we you just have to face facts. It's like, listen. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not in, you're not a student athlete. You're going to do so you can get drafted in the NBA, period, right? Well, going to Duke and get drafted into the NBA? I don't even know if they're full. I don't know if all, not even all five of their starters ever get drafted into the NBA. Not all five of them do. No, but But, I'm just saying. But they're going to go after that one or two main guys. 100%. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So that's my take on... Uh, I told Josh and Grant I'd do that in the first segment, but it, it ended up in segment three, but we'll see if they stick around and listen. <laughs> All, All right. right. Uh, so you got, let's see, what do we got next? Okay, we got that next. All right. I have extreme confidence in you, Dave. I'm glad one of us does. And to at least get three quarters of a point. Okay. I'm going to read the lyrics to the song. And I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to be as dry as I can because once even my dumbass puts a medley to it, you're going to get it. All right. Ready? Yep. You got some kind of hold on me. You're all wrapped up in a mystery. So wild and free. So far from me. You're all I want. My fantasy. Oh yeah, for sure. I should know it. Uh, um, uh, I'm yeah. I do need the melody. Um, you're all I want. My fantasy is the one where I'm like, okay, that's where I felt like a dumbass because I'm not getting it right away. Shit. I tried to pick the hardest verse from the song too, because the other ones were nah, all just, yeah, well, but that's not the, that's the, not the, very hard. The other the other ones were all just extreme layups, and I should I would have just given you the song. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get the melody in my head right now. Def Leppard. Bingo. Um, rock, rock till you... No. Um, shit. Never mind. That's a solid song, too. Yeah, rock, yeah, yeah. rock till, till you, you drop. drop. Um, photograph. There no, we go. Yeah, there okay. we go. Got it. I'll give you full credit. Took a little longer than I thought, but yep. you didn't need the medley. Yep. So, you got some kind of hold on me. You're all wrapped up in my family. Yeah. That, yeah. I would have... And I knew I couldn't carry it yep. justly. Yep. But once I put a little bit, I knew you would have got it, but you got it without it. So 
from that was number ninety two. What on the top one hundred? Huh. And that album was per, um, Pyromania. Pyromania. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. So <laughs> F you. You got one. I'm going to assume that's a yes. Actually, I have three. None, okay. of, none of them earth-shattering, <laughs> okay. but all worth enough to mention. Okay. So my first one, uh, we're going to go back to the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers. And the listeners know, I, I mean, I, I used to think he was cool. But just recently, he says, if they can't beat us, is it a rivalry? Or if, if they never win, is it a rivalry? All right. I know at, I've read athletes hate when fans say we. Because, hey, the players are the ones playing. The fans aren't, the fans aren't we. I always say, you know what? I've been a Bear fan longer than Justin Fields and DJ Moore have been alive. So I'm going to use that criteria to say I deserve the right and I've smashed many remotes shed tears punched this punched that tore boxers everything you can imagine I've earned the right to say we I can I respect the fact that a player would tell me dude you ain't on our team go fuck yourself I respect that that's cool I'm but I I'll still say we when I'm addressing your team and you respect that and fuck you but Wait a second. Aaron Rodgers is a Jet now. Right. His team's not going to the playoffs. He can't say we when the Bears never beat the Packers because he's not a Packer anymore. Correct. The Bears never win, so how how do we treat them? How do we see them as a rival? Well, you're a Jet that's not going to the playoffs, so go fuck yourself, Aaron. Even though I, you know, I used to like your dark room theory and you're you're sipping your, your whiskey and but you're borderline of not being cool to me anymore. So if you want another fuck you segment directed at you, you better tone that shit down because you're not a Packer anymore. I, I respect that the, you know, the Bears have lost nine straight to the Packers and 14 out of 15 or something like that. But Aaron Rodgers can't say us when he's referring to the Packers because he's not on the Packers. He's a Jet. So fuck you, Aaron. All right. Do you have any, or do you want me to give me a second? Um, no, mine's kind of stupid. I'm just, oh. I'm sick of, I'm, I'm saying fuck you to Father Time just because I'm just starting to get a lot of those issues that I said I wasn't going to bitch about earlier. So I'll just do that really quickly. And that was my fuck you. Go ahead. All right. My second one is t- to prevent myself from being a hypocrite because this is where I wouldn't stand for hypocrisy. Uh, probably a year and a half, two years ago on the pod, I gave a fuck you to a Sherry M. Okay. Oh, yeah. Who broke a 339-day streak on Words with Friends. Right. Remember that? So for the multiple times, I did probably four, five, six, eight times, I'm going to give myself fuck you to me because I, I looked at how many hours it was between plays Thought I would remember to play, and even though I played on Sunday, New Year's Eve in the morning, and Monday, New Year's night at night, 24 hours had lapsed, and because of poor judgment, I let a 677-day streak expire. You bastard. So, 
I just we just had a player pass about hypocrisy. This is one instance where hypocrisy does not is not permitted. Okay, I'm going to bitch at Sherry M for breaking a 339 day streak. I broke a 677 day streak. Been sick to my stomach ever since. Son of a bitch. And my third one is, and I don't know. I'm sure there's a way I can do it. Yeah. And there's going to be some static listeners, and I apologize. But on my phone, all right, let, oh, hey, let me check the score of the Texans game. And now all of a sudden, ever since like Christmas Day, donate to make a business safer. Industry, and now boom, it's a different one. Every time I go down and lock my phone, T-Mobile, if you want peace, work for justice, Pope John Paul VI. And then... And then I, you know, subscribe to give clean water, clean water and sanitation. You're going to probably have to pay extra to get donate that shit this, off your phone. Donate this screen. Fight climate change. It's like, fuck you. I didn't put this screen and I don't know how to get it off there. So, <laughs> so fuck you to T-Mobile because I don't want that fucking shit on there. Yeah. I give, you know, like I say, I give. That would be I, annoying. I give yeah. to Toys for Tots. There you $100 go. $100 every year. All of it goes to the kids for Christmas. I don't need your fucking clean water shit. Drop the mic. That's right. So, all right. Are we there? Are we ready so. to rate this? Yes, I think so. All right. I don't know. We were going to do like possibly a Mount Rushmore of New Year's resolutions, but maybe we'll save that for next time. Or did you want to do you, No, that? well, I think we'll save it for next time simply because we got to figure out, are they our resolutions or are they like, uh, consensus top, resolutions yeah. or the resolutions that are broken yeah. what should a resolution be yeah, yeah okay. so we, we, let's let's curb it listeners think about that too all right all right so i'm gonna go first on this one and where's my sheet where's my sheet there we go uh well i i, I feel like bad i short change don't worry one, about it because it's it's you're the, not going to feel bad in a minute because I gave you that much and you're not going to like it. And, it. and based on what I just said, I'm going to go 2.50. Uh, I don't know. There's something, there was something different about this. Um, I, I wish I could. I hate to, I hate to give it a, a lower rating. 2.5 is in the middle of the range. So if it's one to five, 2.5 is in the middle and it's kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, could I, could I, could I drink another one of these? Sure. Did right. I did I enjoy it? Eh, not really. Right. So 2.5. All right. 2.5. My favorite of the night, and like I did with my the never ending haze, I had to give it better than a three, so I gave it a 3.01. And I really, really liked Stone's delicious double IPA. I don't know if it was four worthy, so I went 3.98. 3.98. Wow, nice. Um, all right, let me check the untapped crowd real quick. And your delicious double IPA, 9.4%, 55 IBUs, had 13.3 thousand check-ins at 3.85. So right in the I'm ballpark. Right, I'm right there with them. Yep. And then mine, the go-to IPA, 4.7%. 65 IBUs, uh, 234.9 thousand check-ins. So almost, well, basically 235,000 check-ins, 3.66. Oh, like a lot better. Yeah. So here, 
Try that on for right. size. And, I'm gonna take yeah. your like half. Of, oh my god, that, half, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't even. Yeah, that's like the concave part of the bottle is sticking yeah. up through. If there. I would have been drinking out of the bottle, that would have been my spit. <laughs> but you saw me pour, so I you know did. it's not my spit. Boy, fucking Stone must be a fucking big fucking oh, brewer good. because there's oh yeah, fucking there's a lot. Oh yeah, this is a big regional brewery, especially it's on the East Coast, so it's you know. Oh yeah, that tastes like ass. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's bad. I don't even know if I'd give that fucker a 2.5. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't. Ooh. That's not my go-to. Let's put it that way. It's like a a rotten grapefruit taste. I don't, I don't know. And, and maybe, who knows? Yeah, uh, so but, I, this, but this delicious double IPA, even the little bit I had, I can tell. Like, that's, yeah, the, that's yeah, a banger. Very little, yeah, this is. That's a banger. How is this their go-to idea? <laughs> this is fucking horrible. I don't know. I don't know what I would, There's there. no way I give it. I, it's not the worst beer we've ever sampled no. on 212 episodes, but it's definitely not 2.5. Now, it's to the so. point, though, where I'm thinking, like, maybe for some reason and there was a bad batch or something like that that accidentally got bottled. I don't know. But. Yeah, that's bad, though. Woo! Yeah. But, uh, so, on the, the random draw, yeah. I think I won it two to one. I think you did. Because yep, you're random. Yep, so. Yep. But anyway, David. As I look down at the bottom of my glass, I can see him out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.